Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Welcome to episode 13, brought to you by the Sport Gene, powered by Overtime Heroics and the exclusive NFL Pick'em episode for this week. We have our panel of experts bringing the latest information straight to your ears. And like always, if you are a betting person, stay tuned for our expert picks on Moneyline Options and picks against the spread. We're back this week, and I am the sports analyst leading you through today's Lab Power Hour, Ernest Silva at the Sport Gene, for those of you joining us tonight. Week... Well, I lost my place. And ready to get this show started from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas. If you've been following along, our experts from across the nation have been steering you to some great picks, some great laughs, and maybe some not-so-suitable-for-work humor. But tons of fun with sports analysis on the way for this week's NFL matchups. So before we get started on the latest buzz in our three-round segment, let's see who our panelists are for today's show. Our first panelist from New Brunswick, Canada, keeping you up to speed with NFL betting and fantasy football news, Twitter handle at PicksJohn, John Matthews. What's going on, guys? Back here after uh, a long, a long bye weeks <laughs> and uh, ready to jump back into it. Good to have you back, John, back from the dead. We're really excited to have you back on the show. Our second panelist goes by the most interesting name in the world, Justin Hall. <laughs> Football, hockey, gambling writer for Overtime Heroics. Twitter handle at Steel Curtain, P-E-H. Paul. What's going on, guys? Tough week last week, but we're ready to bounce back now. You see my mantra this week. Our third panelist, a fantasy football and NFL betting expert, switching between whiskey, milk, and beer, hopefully staying awake, making his picks from Bali, Indonesia, the biggest wrestling fan in the world. Twitter handle at Dre2124. Dre Rogers. Hey guys, what's up? Uh. Glad you're joining us, Dre. Our fourth <laughs> analyst, a Falcon beat writer for Overtime Heroics and fantasy <laughs> football expert for Times Two, a specialist in all things football. Twitter handle at the Phantom Jazzy. Week two pick'em champion Miles Bloomquist. I just want to say, if you took my advice last week on literally anything. I deeply apologize. I promise you I'll be better this week. And I'm excited <laughs> to get into it. <laughs> Our fifth panelist from the great city of Pittsburgh, a contributor for Fansided, Twitter handle at VMoney Sports, Vaughn Dalezell. What's up, guys? I don't know how I won the money line again last week, but if I do win again, I want an AB Steelers jersey, not the Joe Flacco. <laughs> 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 and our last panelist joining into the lab, a regular Boston man you've heard on basketball episodes featured on Fridays, slightly biased, very own, and co-host of Smack Talk podcast, 
Twitter handle at Reisner underscore Steven. The great Steve Reisner. What's going on, fellas? Um, I would just like to do a quick shout out to the amazing Sarah Marshall, who was not able to join us tonight, but will be joining us soon. Yeah, that's a great point. Almost a full group today and, and really excited to have everybody. A special shout out and thank you to everybody on this panel for the birthday wishes for my wife. Reason why I was not here last week. But great job on Slightly Bias. I still am going to say we do not need to start a band together, guys. Not not our forte. We're going to stick sports. I, 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 I think we can. I think we can. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna I thought we sang beautifully. I'm not saying you did it. I'm just saying we probably won't make our money there. <laughs> I... I I mean, this is chance. <laughs> our our three round segment, of course, starts with NFL news from around the league, and we are going to start over with Paul. Now, when it comes to our first topic, the Chargers having rumors swirling about moving to London. However, the owner is adamant that they are not. Paul, what are you reporting? Yeah, so basically, you would have to come out and say exactly what Spana said today. If, if you were, if these talks got out into the public, um, I think it's a terrible move that they moved to Los Angeles to begin with. The Rams are going to be the team in that city. Oakland going to Vegas, I also think is going to cut into Chargers, uh, you know, territory. Um, I mean, Vegas is a, a car drive to Los Angeles, so um, and I think it just makes sense. Uh, I. I've been looking over the logistics. I would imagine that it would have to wait until after the new CBA because of, I mean, after everything. I don't know how all that would work out. With, um, but I, I don't think that they have a fan base. They're not selling out. Uh, well, they are selling out that little soccer stadium, but it's with everybody else's fans. I, I think that they have a real problem in Los Angeles, again, for the NFL not being able to do this. So, I just think there's a bunch of smoke, and it got out before Spanos wanted it to. And he's also one of the old-school NFL guys. I think he wants to leave a legacy to be the first international team in the NFL. So, I, I don't see this happening right away, but I can see it happening sooner rather than later. And I think it, it would affect your Texans. I think the Texans would go out west with Denver, Kansas City, and, uh, you know, then they would move east, and the Dolphins would move to the south, and it would just make sense. But uh, I I don't know. After reading the stories and after seeing what he said, I think there's more to this than what's done. So that's what I think about it. Well, and if you have to think about franchises moving overseas, I think the better franchise or the more geared franchise for that base has to be the Jaguars more than the Chargers. And so even if the Chargers were to make that move over the pond, you'd have to think that that's still a heavy Jaguar base because they play there every year on purpose for the slight, because I believe there were rumors that they wanted to move that franchise to London. Yeah, but so if, do you, if you see that stadium... Ernest, I mean, it, it's all it's all kind of different NFL fans. So that's true. They could grow, they could grow that base. They, you know, they they. I think that the people would gravitate towards the team that's there. I, I guess that is true. I guess football is football to them, and getting their own team is what's most important to so that franchise. Will change. So we'll have to see what happens with with the Chargers. Um, but let's take our let's take our attention to somebody who's not really on a team. Miles, I'm going to bring you in on this one. 
Des, shouting through the masses, he wants his return to the NFL. What do you have about Des Bryant? Yeah, definitely. Des has probably by now fully recovered from his ruptured Achilles. It's been about a year. As we know, I went the Saints last year in the middle of the season, and literally two practices later, he had that Achilles injury which ended his season without playing a single game for the Saints, which I, was fairly disappointing. I would have loved to see Des with the Saints, even though I cannot stand there for the life of me. Um, he's saying that he's going to start contacting teams in about two weeks. So by then it'll be week 12, which means that there's no way he's going to sign with someone who's not making a playoff push or is already a contender. So I've kind of already picked out a couple teams that might be interested in Dez. Obviously, number one would be the Ravens. They have always had a huge interest in Dez. They offered him a big contract. He declined it because he didn't want to cash in on a big contract at that time. He wanted a shorter contract. Um, they're a, they're a team that could use a really good wide receiver that's big and physical like Dez to go along with Marquise Brown, who's a speedster. And that would give Lamar Jackson a huge weapon and that makes the Ravens scarier. Uh, another team would be the Eagles, who have been absolutely demolished by wide receiver injuries. They're going to lose to Sean Jackson for the year, if, if, if I saw that correctly. Uh, and they're just always getting banged up around there. Uh, so if they want to keep on this push that they've been having recently, I think Dez could really help out Carson Wentz in that matter. And of course, then he can get his revenge on the Cowboys if he so chooses. Oh, Miles, there's no revenge. He was honored to play for the Cowboys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so talking about the playoffs, true or false, and I'm going to bring you in on this, Vaughn, Steelers are a playoff team. Listen, no one wanted to hear anything about them when they were one and four, and I totally understand. But listen, I'm moving my wine glass right now to Mike Tomlin. This is all adversity. The Steelers lost to the Patriots, Seahawks, Niners, and Ravens. Combined 29 and 5. Fantastic teams. But they beat the Bengals, Chargers, Dolphins, and Colts. Combined 10 and 23. Not so much impressive. The next four games. Outside of this Rams game, which is home, could be a trap game for the Rams. Uh, they play teams that are 7, 25, and 1. Two Browns teams, the Bengals and the Cardinals. This schedule doesn't get any easier. The Bills, the Jets, and the Ravens, too, the last three weeks. I mean, it really looks like they can get 9 to 10 wins in weeks ago, a month ago. No one would have believed this team. Yeah, the Steelers are an interesting pick. I think I said a few episodes back that I would pick up the Steelers' defense because they're going to be the second-half Patriots with the type of schedule that they were going to have and the offense yeah. is struggling. It's completely doable. I think Mike Tomlin has a disciplined unit, um, and he finds ways to win. I mean, you just look at the different the recent games. If you look back at that at the Colts game, that Colts game is completely identifies the Mike Tomlin philosophy. Yeah. So and and it um, really they, when they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick. That was the staple that that really told the team that we're going to run another season not over. We're putting it together. We're going to try and make the playoffs. And I think they really bought in when they bought Minka Fitzpatrick, and that's the best trade they made in the year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's switch gears and stay in the topic when we're talking about teams that were making a push. And the hype has kind of faded. Minshew Mania kind of going down right now. No shirts waving, no big mustache is growing out. Matter of fact, I've seen some baby faces around Jacksonville. Dre Rogers, tell us what's going on. (laughs) 
drag. <laughs> Is that the full report? I don't, Is that I, don't, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I I don't know what to, I don't know what to say, guys. You know, we had our cut off jeans, and the sun was shining on our beautiful mustaches, and Jacksonville had a 500 record. Everything was great in this world, and then Doug Marone had to go out and do something like this. It's all fairness, though. You need to see what you have in Foles as a quarterback after you just paid him all that money and he only played two snaps they, or whatever it was. You know, they played they play Blake Bortles' money and he wasn't the option. So. No, I know, but he, whether whether or not you see in the next three games or whatever, if Foles is healthy and capable, then you sit him. If he's not, you keep letting him go if he's winning games. And then I don't know. I don't even know if they can try to push for a playoff spot. Is isn't this what Nick Foles is known for, though? Right? I mean, I, I guess unorthodox way, but Minshew seems like he should be the quarterback option yeah, but, of the future. And so, so be it. Then Nick Foles comes in and takes over midseason and and leads the team into the playoffs. I'm just saying it kind of fits yeah, the Nick Foles. This, <laughs> this, this is exactly season. how Nick Foles got his name. He went in for a QB that went down, played great, QB came back. Exactly. And then he fucking sat, and this is the first chance he's had at starting, and he goes down with an injury. It's kind of full circle. Yeah. I, I, I just think it has to happen. And then it would it would be even it would even complete the circle if you go down with another injury and Minshew leads them through playoffs for yeah, exactly. a couple wins. And ends up, you know, losing the Patriots in the conference championship. But something like but that. You I just think, never know. I think as uh, as the Jaguars, you have to put him back in where he's healthy again, because you need to know what you have in him if he's going to stay next year. If you if you're going to get something for him, because you just paid him a ton of money and he only played. He didn't really play at all. He played one one good pass, which was an incredible pass, probably one of the best passes of the season. And that's the play he got hurt on. Yeah. I mean, if it doesn't work out for him in Jacksonville this year, then I'm sure Chicago will be giving There'd be a couple teams. So, yeah. Yeah. But let's keep it on the on the high side with quarterbacks and uh, keep it spooky, right? Going with ghosts. Are the Jets bringing Steve Reisner? Ah, so we have the Jets, and the Jets just lost to the Dolphins, which the Dolphins appeared to be tanking, as we all talked about last week, filling in on slightly biased, and before it, you know, they, they're clearly tanking, and now the Jets lost them. I, I think both the Jets and the Dolphins might be in tank mode, and I I, I just, re- it, that's how it's starting to look to me, and Le'Veon Bell saying, you know, it's all good, but then we yeah, you almost went back to the Steelers. You know, it, it, all these controversies are trying to trade Jamal Adams behind his back and those falsifying reports, whatever that was with the other guy. I, the, the Jets are a fucking dumpster fire, but which I'd love to see. I think it's less of the Jets and more of Adam Gase. Adam Gase is so shitty. Yeah. Yeah, it's, he, he, they, they he actually left, have a pretty good roster there. He left the Dolphins in shit mode and then went to the Jets and made them join the shit mode. 
<laughs> now, so is did so, Belichick employ Adam Gase? Uh, do I don't. I don't have any facts on that. I have no idea. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. He, he he probably wouldn't tell you if he did. Even if even if he uh, yeah. if he did. He, that is that is a Roger Goodell Roger Goodell might even be investigating this at, at, at this very moment. Roger Goodell knows. would not investigate Bill Belichick. He's terrified of him. <laughs> <laughs> the only way the only way Goodell punishes Belichick for being the most terrifying coach in the league is by not giving him coach of the year every year. <laughs> <laughs> it's an equality award, Bill. So let me ask you something. I know the Cincinnati Bengals are on the race for DSC Chase, but for everybody else, I mean, why tank at this point when you know the Bengals are not going to win another game this year? I mean, you, your, your odds of getting that first pick are way down. I'll wait until you hear my upset pick of the week. Is? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Don't forget so, about the Redskins. Uh, that answers that. Yeah. Look, I, I, yeah, the I Redskins don't... as well. I don't think the Jets need the first overall pick because if the Dolphins or the Bengals get it, they're going to screw it up. The Dolphins will will pick. That is true. I don't know. A shitty quarterback that isn't Tua or Jalen Hurts. And the bank. Justin Herbert. Probably (laughs) take a cornerback or something stupid. Tua so is Chase Young not, shouldn't the be the first overall. <laughs> no, the Redskins are just going to skip the draft, probably. The Redskins are going to take oh, no. the, uh, the the Longhorn quarterback. Now, the Redskins just, have to take someone from Alabama. There's no other way. They have to draft someone straight so, out of Alabama. So their wide receiver? Nick Saban. That can make sense, actually. Does their head coach oh, even know how to do a draft? Maybe? I wouldn't be surprised. I don't, they don't even have a head yeah, coach. Yeah, right now. They need to hire a new one. <laughs> Dan, so Dan, Dan Snyder is just in complete control over there. Oh, God. <laughs> Dan Snyder is a fucking so, bad man. Is that, that, the, is that the future time? Every single day. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be. I, I, I think the, the Redskins are kind of like GM always coach. tanking, but not really tanking. They weren't when they had RG3, and then he fucking Redskins. blew up his knee. Yeah, like so something think, just always the goes wrong, cursed. and they don't know how to handle it because they're the cursed. Redskins. They're just cursed. Yeah, they're just cursed. The name is, the name is they cursed. They have the worst owner in the as NFL. They allowed, well, it's it's I, like I, as soon as they allowed the pipeline. I hope he's making yeah. all decisions. <laughs> when 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 it comes draft time, I hope they don't have a coach hired yet. So it's just Dan Snyder making full decisions on draft day. But that's uh, the, the the pit. The picks will probably be fucking outrageous. <laughs> I actually wouldn't be surprised if uh, Bill O'Brien's calling. It'll be like some of those crazy Al Davis picks back in the day. <laughs> so who do? All right, well let's, do, let's end it. Who on do the, the Falcons take with the fifth pick? <laughs> Miles. Uh, if if the, if Chase Young isn't there, I wouldn't be surprised if they go with Jerry Judy, just because now they're lacking an actual third receiver, and a trio of Julio, Judy, and Ridley would be insane. Uh, Andrew Thomas out of Georgia, the homegrown tackle, is also an option. So I think it's going to be one of those three guys. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Let's switch gears and end the news topic here. Unless I'm going to bring in John. Welcome back, John. Big welcome back. We'll give you the last news topic. And the Ravens take down the Patriots. Another 
game where we're doubting that Patriots can can actually defend against okay, mobile quarterbacks. Okay. Let's and, just let's back and up. Just, and just some momentum swinging, some momentum <laughs> swinging this game. Poor Edelman, his Hall of Fame ballot. Hey, hey, let's hey, just, hey, okay, hey, 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 that's enough. Let's <laughs> yeah, let's roll. Out of you Sorry. over there, Cowboys fan. Let's roll it back to not being able to put up with mobile quarterbacks because we can. It's just Lamar Jackson is is not a mobile quarterback. He's literally a running back with an arm, and it's it. Nobody knows how to defend against him. It's it's impossible. There's a couple points in the game, third quarter, I believe. We had three, we had two linebackers and a defensive tackle in the within five feet of him, and he just walked away, and then ran for ten yards. Yeah, I have to. I have to uh, give credit where credit is due. I have to admit that I was wrong about Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that, that kid's legit. I like I, actually watching him play a full game. That I, that kid's for real. Yeah, I agree. I have. I had no doubts about Lamar Jackson when he came into the league. Anyway, I thought he was uh, quicker, more agile, elusive Teddy Bridgewater, and. He, he is the real deal, and especially when they took the entire offseason to build a complete offense around him. Um, it's you, you got to look at it the same way that New England literally built their offense around Tom Brady. And I think, I think the game also um, is big that the Patriots, deep, or the Patriots offense is not firing on all cylinders. Tom Brady is throwing picks in the end zone every second week. Um, Edelman fumbled Sunday night for a touchdown, which closed the game out 100%. If we would have kept going on that drive, even scored a field goal, we would have probably been able to keep yeah, it closer or come game. back. But and Edelman, Edelman fumbles, but he never fumbles big, and he usually recovers the fumble anyway. I was uh, I was heartbroken that he fumbled the ball for a touchdown. That killed me. But our our offense has been struggling all year. Our defense, uh, I think in, it was week seven, going into week seven or going into week eight. Uh, there was a stat: if our offense never, if the Patriots' offense never took the field, the team's stat would be three, three, and one. So going That's into week crazy. going into week eight, overrated. Our defense won three games without <laughs> without our offense help, and especially against a strong defense like the like the Ravens. Um, not even that they have big pieces, but their scheme is is so well, and they the pieces they do have are in big spots. So, with it, Tom Brady looks every year forty two years old or forty three years old. I don't know. He looks fifty five really. But Mohamed Sanu is a beast, and James White had a huge game. I think we're we're gonna be better off going forward against the tougher teams that we still have to face with Mohamed Sanu. And uh, since Edelman got his fumble out of his system, we'll be good there too. And, and you, realist- you also have to remember Isaiah Wynn will be coming is most likely coming back and yeah. that gets fucking Marshall fucking Newhouse off the fucking line. He'll be he'll, the worst he'll, offensive lineman in football. Wynn will Wynn will <laughs> probably be back by this weekend where we have a bye week. We'll probably coast him through practice all this week and then put him through full practice all next week and he'll be back. 
So is this a blip on the Patriots season radar? Is this just one of those losses? It's an experience loss. Move forward. Team momentum going to carry him through. Yeah, Uh, that's I. That's how I see it. We we lost to the Titans thirty-eight to ten last year on in prime time. We lost to fucking Miami at the end of the season. We lost to Pittsburgh. (laughs) The big, the big thing for me. Everyone said we were done. Everyone said he was washed. Everyone said they couldn't do it. Everyone said it was over, and they won the Super Bowl again. And they're eight and one. They're heading into the bye week. They're getting better players back. The offense last week actually looked better than they have all season. Okay, so two maybe two they more, should two more things that the they Ravens should try signing uh, Antonio the, the, the Brown. The no huddle offense, I think, that moving forward is what is what they're going to start to roll with a little more often because it looked like it worked and just set Brady loose on the field. He's the smartest guy on the field every time he steps out there. I think he's got more experience than everyone in the league. I think a really big Why don't they really resign Why don't they resign Antonio Brown? Because he's fucking trash. Mohammed's new is Dre just wants me to better. talk about Antonio Brown every time I'm on a podcast. <laughs> Does Antonio Brown just want to come on my podcast? That'd be all right. I'm pretty sure he's paying Dre. So, so <laughs> the, the two last points would be that usually this happens in week five with the Patriots and everybody goes, oh no, they lost. They're not the same team they were last year. And this is week five usually going through to week seven. They usually look like trash. And happening in week, in week nine, I mean, it, yeah, it's probably helped that their schedule was a joke and that their defense has shown up for the first time in 20 years. But I'd rather them lose a game than go 16-0 and and lose to the 2-7 and Giants in the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, thank you very much, John, for that insight. And I was worried about you Patriots fans afterwards, but I'm really glad you guys are insightful and positive going into the bye week. I wish you best through that time. Oh, coming and from a Patriot. Viva Las Vegas. Coming through a Patriots fan <laughs> to all the other Patriots fans that have been doing this. Bill Belichick did not plan for us to lose, and it's not, it wasn't a plan. You guys really needed to It wasn't a plan. Chill. Yeah, it was not a plan. I, 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 I saw that on Twitter. That was he the most. not plan to lose. Oh, that was he, the most. Belichick thing. does not have a game plan to lose. That's not in his system. Oh, no, you, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, no, what, I though? get that, but. <laughs> No, there, there was a huge thing that it was like Bill Belichick playing to lose this game and, and let Lamar Jackson do his thing so we would know what we could see when he came back and we played him again. But no, yeah, he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't plan to lose the game. No. He, my, he probably didn't show his full scheme. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. But like, if, if there's adjustments you can make in the third and fourth quarter, you don't show it now. You play the game. But whether, we, say, whether okay. we play Lamar Jackson or we play fucking Atlanta, we're not going to show our whole <laughs> scheme. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. He he had he had the big book out the other night against Lamar Jackson. He was trying to win that game. He pulled out the big book and yeah, he, but he didn't he didn't throw everything in that fucking book at the kid. That's, the big thing the big thing too is I would be terrified if I was an Eagles fan. Yeah. Bill Belichick yeah. <laughs> going yeah, into true. a loss into the bye week is going to come out and shit all over the Eagles. And the Eagles yeah. are the Eagles Cornerbacks and defensive backs are so bad. Tom Brady is going to have a 350 yard game. After we after we beat the Jets, 33 to nothing. Belichick was in 
didn't even sleep right after they got off the plane, went immediately to the film room in his suit and tie and started working on ways that his team could get better after a 33 to nothing win. Okay, the thing I take away from that. <laughs> the thing I so take, what do you think he's doing this week? The, the huge thing yeah. I just take away from what you just said is that Bill Belichuk is wearing a suit and tie after he beat the Jets. <laughs> what, what, what I love about all this is like the heavens opened up and we're talking shit about the Eagles. So that makes me feel even better. I so we're gonna end the new, <laughs> we're gonna end the new segment on that, and we're gonna go to our primetime picks here on round two. We'll be right back. Before we start round two on the Sport Jeans Into the Lap podcast, we'd like to remind any listeners that if you play basketball and you are from the ages of 8 to 18 in the Rio Grande Valley, check out Triple Double Basketball Academy, one of the premier programs in Texas located at the center of the RGV in Harlingen, Texas. Find your young basketball pros practicing ball handling techniques, proper shooting forms, learning strength and conditioning techniques, and gain unmatchable experience with elite state tournament play. Follow on Facebook or visit www.tripledoublebasketballacademy.org. Triple Double Basketball Academy, where each basketball player grows no matter what. Our round two segment is our primetime picks, the infamous primetime picks where we take the five games that are most controversial and featured for the NFL. This week's Thursday night football battle is a good one between the Los Angeles Chargers looking to redeem their season and the Oakland Raiders looking to come back from a loss. And we look at the Chargers um, coming into this game. They're going on the road to Oakland and they are a one-point favorite in this game. And we're going to go ahead and start off with Miles. Miles, what do you feel about this Thursday night matchup? All right. On paper, this looks like a super mediocre game, and that's how it always is with Thursday nights. But I'm telling you right now, if you don't think that the Chargers and Raiders are going to put on a show, then you are crazy. I <laughs> love these matchups. Not only that, but this is the last time Philip Rivers is going to be playing in Oakland. Er, Oakland Coliseum, all right? So this is going to be a fucking show. There have been tons of great matchups between Phillip Rivers and the Oakland Raiders. Um, and the best part is, is these are both teams that badly need to win. So they're going to be battling out there. Uh, you're going to see Josh Jacobs go his absolute hardest, and Derek Carr is going to do his best to take advantage of a somewhat disappointing defense. And as always, Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen is going to feast on a weak secondary, and Phillip Rivers is also going to have a hell of a game. This is going to be a very, very big on offense. There's not going to be a lot of defense in this game, I, I feel. Uh, but it's sure of hell going to be one of an exciting, a much a super exciting game. Uh, if you're going to have to give me someone that I have to pick, I'm going to go with the Raiders on this one. Taking the home team on Thursday night. Paul, are you feeling the same thing on this? Yeah, absolutely I am. Uh, <coughs> they finally figured it out, though, at running back last week, it looked like. Um, but I think it'll be a letdown after that Green Bay win. Um, and I, it's the last night game in the Oakland Coliseum. That place will be off the charts loud. And I just like what the Raiders are doing right now. I feel like that offensive line could hold uh, Ingram and the boys in check a little bit and Josh Jacobs can get going. And I, I like what the Raiders are doing. I'm going to take Oakland win. win. All right, John, I like hearing your name in our pick segment. So let's hear it. John, how do you feel about Oakland 
and the Chargers matchup. John Day. <laughs> All right. I think he's there, but he, he's getting cut off. John, jump out and come back in. We'll come right back to you. Dre, since I have you on my phone, let's go ahead and go with you next with this matchup. You're riding the Raider train. Uh, <clears throat> no, I'm not. I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm going to take the Chargers. Like I said last week, Thursday night football games are the craziest ones. <coughs> and Chargers Twitter has been killing it, so I'm just going to go off off that. And uh, I believe... Go Chargers Twitter. <laughs> Marvin, uh, Melvin Gordon's going to have a huge game, so I'm, I'm going to roll with the Chargers. Okay. Vaughn, how are you feeling about this? Yeah, I like the Chargers on Thursday night. The uh, Los Angeles 4-0 against the spread. The road team runs very well in this series. Uh, Chargers are a good football team. I, I'm going to take them. I think the Raiders will definitely keep it close, though. All right. Steve, are you feeling the same thing with the Chargers? Are you going back on the Raider train? I'm going on the Raider train uh, in a close matchup. I do think it's going to be a shootout, but I think the Raiders are going to pull it out of home. That, that crowd's going to be insane. All right. And, John, are you back with us? Yeah. All right. What's going on? How do you feel about the Raiders against the Chargers? I'm going to take the Chargers here. I think that uh, Bosa and Melvin Ingram really showed up last week and got to the quarterback. And Derek Carr doesn't have a great offensive line in front of him and he's also not not good under pressure although if they hold them those two guys off uh Derek Carr when he's not under pressure makes very very pretty throws and looks very good the big thing for me last week I think Green Bay is a joke when you're on the ball against them their running defense is absolutely horrible so seeing that uh Gordon and Eckler kind of just destroyed them isn't surprising to me at all but I also think that it's going to be a high scoring game and Oakland is fun I think they're they're home right mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. They're, they're home for the first time since week two or something like that and uh, and with them leaving I think they're gonna for the last couple home games they're really gonna push and try to show the fans something something at home yeah and i'm i am on the chargers train myself i believe the chargers backfield's gonna have a big game um i know a lot of people want to try to fit philip rod Phil, philip rivers into i think there's no philip rogers thank goodness but philip rivers into a into a big play i don't agree with that i think it is going to be a very paced game by the chargers when we think that two teams go into this into Thursday night football that don't really score a lot and they're not going to, they always do. And I'm going to go opposite this game. I'm going to think that both these teams should score at least 21 points. I'm going to say they may not even hit 21 points. Maybe a 17-14 game just because the pace of the game is going to be very long on the, on the drives. And I think that the Chargers are going to try to try to get, keep that clock moving throughout the whole game. So I'm uh, going 17-14 Chargers on the road. All right, so we go to Chicago, the Windy City, where the Detroit Lions are coming into play. Chicago is a two-and-a-half-point favorite on my odd spreadsheet here. Let me go ahead and start this one off with Vaughn. How are you feeling about the Bears playing host to the Lions? 
Yeah, the Lions have been in the most close games in the entire NFL this year, but they are terrible in Chicago. Uh, one six and one against the spread. Uh, I really think the Lions are going to keep this a close game, and I wish the spread was wasn't up to three points. But I got to ride with the Bears, and at some point they got to you know fix the problems they've been dealing with. But I would not be surprised the slightest bit Detroit win this game. But I'll roll with the home team. Okay, and you, you expect Chicago to cover or no? I didn't catch that. Was that a no or a yes? Who are we talking you, to? You, Vaughn. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm taking the, the Bears to cover. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Perfect. Steve, come on. What do you have with the Bears and Lions? Um... I'm going to take the Lions, actually, to win that game because I can't trust Mitchell Trubisky, even though it's a Matt Patricia defense. It's, I just can't trust Trubisky, and Stafford's look good. So I, I'm going to take the Lions uh, to cover. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go over to Dre. Dre, how are you feeling about the, the Bears at home? I don't – I don't – I don't really like this, this uh, game. Uh, it, it, I, I believe it's one that you, that you should avoid uh, uh, betting on. So, Trubisky uh, is gonna cause a turnover in the end, and I think the Lions will win this game. So, there you go, Lions win. Okay. Miles, are you feeling the same about the Lions, or are you going back towards the Bears? Uh, I'm, I'm a little confused with this game because I'm looking at the Lions' stats right now, and although they've been really, really close to winning some big games, it just seems like every time it's at the end, they can't get it done, which has led them to be 1-4 in the last five games, which... When you look at the Lions, you wouldn't even really think that that's how their last five have been, that they've lost all those games when they've been so close in all of them. It really amazes me that, like I said last week when I was talking about the Lions-Raiders game, these are that those were two teams that just feel like they're one piece away or something. Just They need a little something more, and then they're a special team. They're a playoff-caliber team. They can run over the uh, and that was actually, I felt that was very evident during that game. That's what it really felt like. And it will feel like this again. It'll feel like, again, like that again this week against the Bears. Um, but I did the intelligent thing last week and I picked up the Eagles defense. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is a fucking terrible quarterback. Thank you for all the fantasy points that you gave the Eagles. Uh, due to that alone, I'm going to have to go with the Lions. Okay. All right. Fair enough. John, are you feeling the Lions too? That's three picks in a row. Um, I think that the Lions are going to take this one. They have a pretty bad defense, letting up a lot of points every game. But their offense is killer, and I think they can go up against the Bears. Not great defense from last year, but mediocre for sure. And Mitch Trubisky and the offense – can't they even with the bat going up against a bad offense they can't put up significant amount of points all right now paul are you feeling the lions too you're gonna make it five in a row 
No, I'm actually going to go with the Bears. This is their last... Boo! <laughs> this is their last stand. I mean, this is an elimination game right here. And, uh, I mean, Stafford has been playing fantastic. And the Bears defense right now is getting gashed on the ground, but I don't think that the Lions can do it on the ground. So I'm going to take the Bears just in a last stand, a last gasp to try to get this game at home. So I'll take the Bears to win and cover. Yeah, I I, uh, I struggle with this game because, of course, you have my father in my ear shouting, do not pick against the Bears at the same time. Uh, I can't think of a worse quarterback right now in the league, except for maybe some backups that are considered the starting quarterback for their team. Um, and I can't bet against a firepower like Detroit, um, even though the Bears' defense is pretty stout. Um, I'm going to take Detroit on the road. I'll probably get uh, a lot of hate mail from my family, but I will take Detroit on the road. Um, and for a number of reasons, one, Matthew Stafford has been playing phenomenal the last few weeks, um, especially since Carryon Johnson has gone down. Um, I think that offense figures it out. The defense has a lot of energy to start the game, but over time that defense wears out. And um, although I'm not worried about uh, the Detroit running game, if they have any running game in this game, it's over because uh, usually teams can run the Bears this year. And so if Tyler Johnson or um, McKissick get, gets going in the backfield for the Lions, um, that could mean trouble all day for the Bears, and they won't be able to dig out of the hole. So um, that's, I'm going to take lines on the road, although everything in my family heritage tells me not to. All right. So, 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 wait, wait. Something you said there about uh, the Detroit defense getting worn down. I just wanted to. No, the, I just wanted. Yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to point out, like, with the with the Lions uh, being worn down on defense in games, games like. Oakland has uh, active offense. The Giants have kind of an active offense with Golden Tate. Minnesota has a good offense. Green Bay has a good offense. Casey has a good offense. So all these teams that they're keeping in with within points have pretty good offenses, and they're getting worn down. But when you have Mitchell Trubisky, who's worse than any quarterback in the league, even uh, whoever buddy there from Denver is. Uh, who wasn't even supposed to play in the league? <laughs> like you can't, you can't say that the Bears are going to wear the defense down unless Dave Montgomery goes off and has a huge game. But he couldn't do that against the Eagles. I was actually saying it about the Chicago defense that they get worn down over time. Okay, yeah, yeah. That the but, Chicago defense comes out real stout in the first half, and then the second half they usually get run over. By, and so if the Detroit running backs like Johnson and McKissick get it going, then uh, the Bears won't be able to dig themselves out of a hole if Detroit starts clicking. Either, either um, way. But I, think, I completely I agree the, with the I think with the, the point goes lines. both ways, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And a divisional game, uh, we all know it from our own teams, and a divisional game like this, really the tendencies and, and the averages kind of go hayward because it's just all about energy and emotion. And you saw with the Cowboys-Giants game until that black cat ran on the field, that the Giants were dominating that game. And and uh, you just see it in a lot of divisional games. So I, I fully expect there to be a bloodbath on that field. Um, but we'll, we'll have to see what happens. That, that game really is a pendulum swing of going either way. It just depends on momentum. Um, Green Bay is playing host to Carolina, though, that same day. And Green Bay is opening up as a five-point favorite as the visiting Panthers come into town. Cam Newton goes on injured reserve. That's another top story that we haven't talked about. 
Um, and Aaron Rodgers uh, got annihilated last week. So let's start off this one uh, with our resident Packer man, Dre Rodgers. How do you feel about Green Bay at home as a favorite? Well, uh, unfortunately, uh, Christian McCaffrey is going to probably have his best game of the season. And if, if I'm saying that, that's probably saying that he's going to have over 200 yards from scrimmage. <laughs> But, uh, uh, and you know, I'm not going to say that the Packers are at home and Rodgers never loses at home because both times that I've said that, they've, they've gone down. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the Packers usually do bounce back from a loss and uh, <clears throat> Devante Adams is supposed to be back uh, to fully healthy because he did play a little last week but he'll be uh, 100% this week so you know Rodgers is getting one of his weapons back uh, I do believe the Packers will win this game but I do not like that spread so I'm going to take the plus five okay and and uh, Miles are you feeling the same about the Packers they win but uh, they will not cover um this game is going to be a good one. Uh, I'm not really sure about the Packers in this one. I'm just, I'm always skeptical of Green Bay when I, they're playing a team like, especially like Carolina, a team that surprisingly, when I look at it, is 5-3, and three, and I would have imagined Carolina's a 5-3 team. Uh, you mentioned earlier Cam Newton's on IR now for Kyle Allen for the rest of the season. And 5-3 and three is definitely a record you can make the playoffs with. So that means that they're going to be Kyle Allen to step up if they have want any chance of maintaining that playoff run and not even that, just getting into the, like, the playoffs and winning games. So I think this will be a really good test. The Packers defense came out hot to start the season, then kind of shit the bed. Uh, obviously, handing the ball off to Christian McCaffrey isn't hard, and he can score you enough touchdowns to keep you in the game as long as your defense plays solid. Uh, what's Five. the spread on this one? Okay. Uh, it started out at yeah, seven. Yeah, I half. think this will be. Or seven. And now it's at five and a half. Yeah, I think that this game will be close in three for sure. But just because, unless Kyle Allen actually goes out there and proves himself, uh, Green Bay is going to win this one. But okay. not cover. All right. And John, are you feeling the same about Green Bay or you have a different opinion? No, I think the Panthers are going to go crazy. Um, De- Devontae Adam is coming back full, I think, this week. He was back a little bit. He was targeted double digits last week and didn't perform that great. Um, but like I said earlier, the Packers' defense gets run over like crazy. And there's no better runner in the league or pass catcher out of the backfield than CMC. He is running an MVP season right now. Um, the big thing for me is is the run, the run game. I think both both teams are really bad against the run. The Panthers give up 133.4 run yards per game, and Green Bay is 127. But that's an average and factor in the teams that have no run game and I think it's going to be both teams are just going to be running like crazy but the the Panthers are definitely 
I think they're just going to win outright. Okay. All right. That's a, that's a different that's a different analysis on that. Paul, are you feeling the same about Carolina, or are you going back on that Green Bay winning? Well, I thought that the Packers finally figured it out, letting Aaron Jones free. Um, free Aaron Jones. I mean, if you're listening, uh, that's what Aaron Rodgers needs to keep it balanced. Um, but just like you guys said, I mean, the Packers defense gets shredded on the ground, and that's not good news against Christian McCaffrey. But it is one of the angles I like to bet anytime that Rodgers, Brees, or Brady off a loss. Um, Rodgers' record is 28-15 against the spread after a loss. So I'm going to take Green Bay to win and cover at home. Okay, perfect. Now I'm going to go over to Steve. Steve, are you riding Green Bay or are you uh, going to take the Panthers? Uh, I'm going to ride with Green Bay. Uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to take a bounce back game from Green Bay, but I don't like that spread, so I'm not going to take the cover. Okay. And Vaughn, come in with your analysis. How are you feeling about this primetime matchup? Yeah, Vaughn dropped. Vaughn must have dropped. Okay, we'll come back to Vaughn once he gets back on here. Uh, When it comes to Green Bay and Carolina, yeah, I have um, thought this one through quite a bit. Um, When it comes to Carolina, and Miles, you might not have realized this, but they were undefeated with Allen running QB until they they hit the 49ers. Um, And so... I had considered that to be battle of the undefeated because, you know, neither had experienced a loss at quarterback um, and in that game. However, as you know, with my pick in Carolina, they got demolished. So whenever they come up against a team who's kind of got some momentum or have a chip on their shoulder so far this season, even with Cam Newton, they have not won. And I'm going to say that Green Bay is going to have that chip on their shoulder coming off that loss. Um, like Aaron Rodgers told everybody else, you know, relax. I'm going to say the same thing. I believe Green Bay wins. I don't believe they win big. So I'm going to take Green Bay against that spread. Um, if, if it was three, I might take it. But five is five and a half is too high for me. So uh, we'll come back to Vaughn when he joins back in, hopefully later on. But let's go to the matchup of the week. Okay, I'm just kidding. How about them Cowboys? Cowboys playing host to the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, what a better time to have a Sunday night football game than Dallas right now. And Dallas, a three-point favorite at home. As you know, I'm going to pick this last so I can hear your wonderful picks. John, why don't we start with you? How do you feel about them Cowboys at work? Are you riding that Viking wagon? I don't feel about those Dallas Cowboys ever. All right, Dre, you're next. No, I'm just and, kidding. Uh, <laughs> and that will stay true for uh, a long time. But look, Dallas, yeah, they got beat up a little bit in the first start, uh, the first part of the game there against the Giants. But if you're playing a team with one of the best runners, like Barkley's crazy, Dallas defense uh, in the front seven isn't great. Um, their safeties are really, really good. And they still came out second half and Zeke, Zeke ate like crazy. Uh, Mario Cooper's a bust, in my opinion. But Dak, Dak's, Dak's crazy, and, and Gallup has had a huge year as well. But the Vikings, there's just something about them. 
whenever they whenever you think they're gonna play bad they just come out and start smoking people like Kirk Cousins is like the worst quarterback in the league and if you think that going into a game he comes out and goes for 400 yards four passing touchdowns <laughs> but the big thing the big thing for me here to go to go towards Dallas, Dallas is, uh, Adam Thielen is questionable right now and uh, he he's a big piece but where Barkley kind of ran all over Dallas, they're going to use Dalvin Cook a lot. And I think they're going to use Stefan Diggs a lot. Where Stefan Diggs is better than Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott is better than Dalvin Cook, but they can go head to head. And I think Minnesota has the better front, uh, front seven to deal with Zeke. So I'm going to take, uh, I'm probably going to take the Vikings on this one. But uh, yeah, they'll cover the spread. Or it'll be a push. At, That's three, right. at three, it might be a push. Let me see. Vaughn, are you feeling the same way about this game? Was Vaughn not even here still? Okay. Steve, how about you? Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride the same way on that. Um, with, with with the Vikings and probably the cover just because just it's only a three-point spread. All right. Dre, how are you feeling about this game? So wait, are the Vikings the favorites on this game, or no? Dallas no. is minus three. Oh, okay. Well, uh, just want to I just want to point out that uh, looks like the winners of the Michael Bennett trade were the Cowboys. He played a great game last week. So, oh my god, <laughs> fucking trade. Fuck. <laughs> Definitely the winners. Holy fuck. <laughs> I don't want to be on this podcast anymore. Oh, you're going to want to be again. Yeah. <laughs> it comes to Foxborough in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 don't worry. The Patriots will come out and smoke Philly after the bye week. We appreciate you all. Yeah, that's it. Da- da- Dallas has to come to New England. You'll blow that one, though. And, yeah, Dre, what was that big, Dre? They're going to lose. Oh, don't say anything yet. I'm not staying out of it until it comes around because I don't want to get smoked uh, after the game if we lose. Uh, yeah, uh, I just like to talk shit. I know, but <laughs> uh, Dallas scares me so much. Just because our defensive line is good, but our linebackers is what's going to keep Zeke in the backfield. But fuck, I don't know. Having the double no, option, it's the double option that scares me with Dak and Zeke. Because if Dante goes one way, the other person will go the other way, and then they're good for five yards. Dante Hightower is literally our pass. Dante Hightower is our rush defense. He's the only player. Yeah, everybody. Like everybody shit. else. Yeah, he played like every other linebacker is his own, own coverage. No, I think Dante played well. I just think that Dante can't do it alone anymore when he's going against a real competitor. And they didn't have him spied on Lamar Jackson like they should have. They had, they had, uh, no, they had Van Noy on the spy. No, I just don't think Van Noy should have been in on the spy. No, Van Noy's too. I, Van Noy's slower than Dante is, and I think Dante, Dante would have had him wrapped up on a couple of plays. I, I actually, I actually would have put Collins on it. I, I, that's why I expected to be running this back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. 
are we on uh, slightly biased now? Patriot I'm, talk. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I think they're discussing how the Cowboys beat him in a couple weeks. But Dre, what about this week? How do you feel? Yeah. Sarah's on this show too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys are gonna get, start getting overrun by Patriots fans. Yeah, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be our fucking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Patriots Twitter on Into the Lab. Anyway, Anyway, you know, I, I I like to how the Cowboys played last week, and I'm not a true believer uh, <laughs> of Kirk Cousins. You know, he 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 has been playing some good games, but uh, you know, he hasn't faced that big of uh, defense yet. And the Cowboys are, uh, you know, they they have a pretty decent defense, but they're playing they're, they're playing at home and they play a little better when they're at home. And uh, as long as the Cowboys feed uh, Zeke, um, they'll be uh, they'll have a good chance to win. The spread is at minus three, so that's a very uh, winnable game. So I'm I'm gonna take the Cowboys, uh, and they're gonna and they're gonna cover. I just want to point out that uh, Dallas is three and one at home, and two, and Vikings are two and three away. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll speak when it's my turn. Miles, you've been awfully quiet. How do you feel about this Cowboys game? Uh, just while you guys have been arguing over meaningless shit, uh, I've been looking <laughs> at Kirk Cousins. <laughs> looking at that. And Ernest, I would like you to know that currently your franchise quarterback is playing uh, about or worse than Kirk Cousins. Uh, so you may digest that how you like. Wait till I talk. Uh, Wait till I talk. Don't worry. No, wait till I talk. Kirk Cousins has only thrown three interceptions this season. Uh, a stat that still is mind-boggling. Dak has eight. Uh, that's long. Dak <laughs> has eight. Like, three interceptions. Just think about that. Uh, this is going to be a game that's decided by defense. And I, I feel like I say that a lot all the time. But whenever it's two explosive offenses going up against each other, it really does come down to the defense and who can get that vital stop. And that's the momentum shifter. And then it's, a, it's all of a sudden it's a two-score game. And then, yeah, they get another score. But... Then you give it back to the Vikings and they score again, et cetera, et cetera. And obviously, when you talk about defense, you got to talk about the Vikings. And aside from their atrocious secondary, that front seven is insane. And they can get to the quarterback. They can tackle Zeke in the backfield. And if that offensive line isn't at its best, it's they're going to get run over all day. And as long as Kirk Cousins is playing like not Kirk Cousins, thankfully, uh, this could be a Vikings win all day. Um, and obviously a player that's going to go off is Dalvin Cook always. Uh, so I'll take the Vikings in this one. All right, perfect. And uh, Paul, you're next. What do you have in this game? I think it has push written all over it, but... Um... I, I'm with Dre on Kirk Cousins. I don't like Kirk Cousins in prime time. So um, the the thing that gives me a little bit of pause is I've seen Garrett's one and six against the spread after Monday night games. So, but I'm going to take Dallas. 
I, I, I'm going to take Dallas to win and cover the spread at home. Okay, wonderful. When I see these two teams, um, I do see splitting images of each other. So I do see I do see the teams very alike, not only in how they run plays, but um, in their philosophies, where it's run first, defense, try. Their defense stats are the exact same. Yeah, I mean, it, the defensive no. philosophies are the same. It's run. stop the run and it let them pass all over you until they can well, dig rush, the end zone. Rush yards allowed are both... One's 95, 197, and then the other one is, or the pass yards is 250 and 242. I mean, a very, uh, a very, a very, um, very similar teams in, in the way they play. The only thing is, it's November now, and Kirk Cousins 0 and 1 in November. Jack Prescott's 1 and 0. The Dallas Cowboys <laughs> best month in the season. Is oh my God, that's such November. a stretch. The best the best month of any cowboy season is November. It's like saying every week. After last week, I'm one and oh. So so when it comes to, when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, they won't lose at home to the Vikings because Take the over two two reasons. <clears throat> two reasons. Number one, Dak Prescott doesn't lose in November. Number two, unless it's unless it's a Thanksgiving Day game. Number two, um, the Dallas defense uh, will look to serve fits all over that uh, Vikings offense, and here's why. Uh, somebody mentioned Saquon Barkley last week. He had the worst running yards ever in his career against the Dallas Cowboys last week. Look it up. And yeah, he had like he had, one, he had one. He had one big play, and it was a screen pass that went for I think 83 yards or something like that. Something stupid. So if you take that play out of it, he had the worst game of his career. And if you can eliminate like Dallas does in those situations that is why they're going to win this game because they're going to make Kirk Cousins make throws and that's when he's going to force stupid mistakes so I take Dallas with the spread all day on this game alright San Francisco plays host to the Seattle Seahawks six point favorites at home and we will start this one with John how do you feel about the 49ers do they stay undefeated in this big game this big matchup or does Seattle get revenge mm, I for me right now, I don't have right now without Josh Gordon in the mix. San Francisco is gonna win, cover the spread. Um, Seattle is Seattle. Russell Wilson's having a crazy year, but I don't think that he can make the throws he's been making under the pressure that Bosa. And that front seven is going to put on him. I mean, the Seahawks defense isn't what it used to be at all. It's not the Legion of Boom anymore. It's not even close. They had that pickup in Clowney. But he wasn't really even great next to J.J. Watt. He He's still a huge name on the defensive line. And he hasn't done anything to add to that since he's been drafted so in my eyes he's a bust to begin with and he's injury prone so he's not making any sort of impact for me Jimmy Grapple isn't going to have the game he had uh, last week or two weeks ago sorry and he's not going to have the game he had last week but I don't think that Seattle is going to put up the points 
um, anywhere really. Field goals, maybe if you if you have fantasy that needs a kicker, pick up Seattle's kicker. And uh, I think Jimmy Jimmy G is gonna keep going. Kittle's gonna keep rolling. Uh, I'm worried about San Francisco's run game, but if they can beat them over the top, which is where Seattle lacks the defense, then they're golden. All right, uh, Steve, are you feeling the same way about the 49ers, or are you looking more towards the Seahawks? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the 49ers on this one. Uh, pretty much actually just riding with everything John said right there. Um, it's, uh, it's, I think Seattle will score a little bit more than he said, because Seattle's look good, but I, I think the 49ers defense is going to hold this one out. And uh, expect George Kittle, of course, to make some plays and get the 49ers offense what they need. I think uh, another thing I didn't add is Emmanuel Sander is going to be huge this week. Yeah, like absolutely. huge, huge. He, he looks, if he, he looks fantastic. If, if for some offense. reason you can get him on your fantasy team, pick him up. He's going to have like a twenty-eight point game. Boy, if he's on waivers, that's crazy. But yeah, um, I don't, he isn't yeah, after last week. But if you somehow picked him up beforehand, I don't know how you did, but. It was really strange how Sanders fit that offensive scheme real quick. I mean, I don't, they use him and I don't think them. I don't think it is weird though because he's literally really he's an Edelman at slot, and yeah. he's uh, Antonio Brown style at the deep ball. Like he he's not he's uh, not he's, he's not on par with either of their skill him. levels. Like they're both better at both things, but. Where he's a dual threat like that, you don't know where he's going, and then his route running is ridiculous. I mean, he's been stuck with shitty quarterbacks. But yeah, Dre, why don't you and host? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say the exact opposite of John. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm actually gonna take. I'm actually gonna take the over on this game. I think they're going to score really? a lot of points. Jake and they're going to score gonna a lot of points. No, of course not. But since the Niners are so good against the run, they're going to make Russell Wilson throw. And when Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson throws, he's at his best. So I'm going to say uh, he's going to go crazy. And, and and usually when I do my crazy picks, you all, you all laugh. But they somehow come... Uh, to reality, so I'm gonna say Russell Wilson throws for four touchdowns, and the Seahawks win this game. Boom! <laughs> wow, big statement, Miles. Are you on the same feeling with that game? Russell Wilson, 22 touchdown, one interception. Jesus, he that, throws two more. That is a mind. This game. That is a mind-boggling number right there. Uh, I'm not going to take any uh, advice from a shitty coach yeah. man. Thank you, John. <laughs> You'll learn. Uh, Fuck you, Wilds. <laughs> Fuck you, Steve. Uh, the Russell Wilson-Tyler Lockett connection is by far the best in the NFL season. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It's it's Brady really and good. Like, Brown. It's amazing, but it's it's not the best in the league. Brady and Antonio Brown. Not the best in the league. I'm saying like Pat. Shut up, Dre. Brady and Antonio Brown. 
<laughs> Anyways, it worked. Uh, we we saw last week that the 49ers had troubles containing Arizona. And Arizona is by no means a terrible offense. Uh, like, they really got uh, back into that game in the end with that big Andy Isabella touchdown. And the thing I like about that is Tyler Lockett is probably faster than Andy Isabella and just overall a better wide receiver. So I would say Tyler Lockett's going to have a big game despite San Francisco having a good defense. Uh, if Richard Sherman's on him, that's not going to be a good matchup for Sherman because he cannot keep up with Lockett. Uh, I, I will second the Emmanuel Sanders uh, start. Uh, Seattle's defense is not very good, so Sanders is also going to have a huge game. Same with Garoppolo. Do you think, do you think Gordon's uh, going to play? Been... No. Probably he's... not. I would say Gordon. He's not in the injury report. Well, maybe. If he if he does play, it'll most likely be on oh, a pitch projected, count. He's projected uh, five like, points in fan, on the fantasy app right now. He'll yeah. play like fifteen snaps. Well, he won't play much. Yeah, if we if we see Josh Gordon, uh, I mean, you probably won't that's, see a lot of him. Definitely not a guy to start fantasy. Maybe a guy to acquire. That's what we sure. said about Daniel uh, uh, Sanders though last week. But that's just so one like that's just it's too risky you know like emmanuel sanders is a veteran guy who could fit into a lot of offenses at his age josh gordon's a guy who's really only played a couple seasons actually if you think yeah about but he it. adapted he adapted uh, so hardest offense to learn in pretty quickly uh, adapt adapted the word adapt is a word and then tom brady tom brady's a, a great quarterback Playing but with Russell it, Wilson, it, though, is the good. Tom Brady. Yes, but they're two different quarterbacks, two completely different styles. Uh, if the, like if Josh Gordon does play, don't don't start him in fantasy. If we see him, it probably will I agree. Won. Don't start. Him. I, just, um, I dropped him too. I picked up uh, uh, Pascal. I picked up Kenyon. I picked I up Kenyon Drake. Oh, how? Damn. Uh, Why? Right. At right Right after that, right for four o'clock in the morning on Friday, and after the after the Thursday night game, when I woke up, I I, I, saw, I saw Kenyon Drake on the wave. Is uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. So so Miles, you picked Seattle to win this game. Uh, I'm I'm almost there, but I like I I watched oh. that Arizona game. Uh, that's the first time that the 49ers had to win with their offense and not their defense because their defense almost fucking blew that for them. Uh, it's a similar situation this week, but just with a much better team overall. Uh, I'm going to take the 49ers with this one because I do believe in Jimmy G. Uh, but I'm not going to take them to cover because uh, six, I believe. Yeah, it's six now. It started at five and a half. For, for this game, stretch is a, six is a bit of a stretch, especially considering it's a divisional game. Uh, but I, I feel like it'll be a lot like last week where Jimmy G still gets them enough points to win this game. Okay, fair enough. Paul, I'm going to bring you in next. How do you um, feel about the Niners? Just because getting both their tackles back and that fullback, that huge catch back this week, so that should help that run game. Um, the home team in this one's 17 and 4 in the last 21, so um, I like San Francisco to win, but Russell Wilson is 21 and 7 as a dog, so I'm going to take San Francisco straight up and, and Seattle to cover. Okay. Perfect. Um, you know, this these teams play these teams played when week two, is that right? When San Francisco or was it week three? 
think I think it was week three actually. It was a Thursday night game. Uh, what, what are we talking about? San Francisco and Seattle haven't no. played each other yet. Oh, no. they haven't played each other yet. Okay. No, oh, I'm is... thinking of Seattle and and, and uh, Los Angeles that played. Um, okay. Well, that changes that changes a couple of things in my mind. So um, Seattle really does play well. Pete Carroll likes to get those revenge games. I thought they had already lost, so I thought there'd be a different game plan coming in to take the one and one. Um, that's going to change my pick completely, knowing that San Francisco is a little bit healthier this week. I'm going to take San Francisco at home, not covering the spread. I do think it's going to be a, a, a high-scoring game. Uh, I do think that um, the defense will play well, but eventually it'll open up, especially with the Seahawks passing game. It'll be the pass versus the run, and that's why I really am intrigued by the Monday night matchup because you're going to see very two different style offenses, not on purpose. So Seattle would love to be a run-first team. They always they always value that direction under Pete Carroll, but um, Russell wasn't going to have to open up and, and keep up with San Francisco being able to dominate um, on that offensive line. So I expect it to be a high-scoring game. I think San Francisco wins. I don't think it's going to be by a lot. might be a last-minute drive, but Jimmy G will keep that undefeated record going another week. Um, I don't know when that team's going to lose, but it, it, it might might end up being that at Seattle matchup that they finally get tested on the road in a very hostile environment, see that playoff matchup. So They're going to lose when they play um, Atlanta. Oh, my God. <laughs> just, just hear me out, okay? Hear me out, all right? <laughs> Carolina was almost had that 16-0, right? And Atlanta was doing shitty that year, too. And as soon as they came to Atlanta, boom, undefeated, gone. And Yeah, and that, sounds, that sounds like the Patriots-Giants thing, too. Atlanta always has their, a huge surge in their last four games, no matter how shitty they play, so... Nah, nah. That's because everybody's scared to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His head, that head, Dan Atlanta's head coach, oh, Dan Quinn, has held on four more years than he should have. How, how is he even still there? I don't know. Like this, this, this year. No like every, I swear, every, every week I'm like, dude, Dan Quinn is getting fired tomorrow morning. And then, I know. And then, then he's coaching again the next week, and I'm like, all right, Dan Quinn is getting fired tomorrow morning. And Should we just do the Falcons just... game next? <laughs> yeah, we do because I, well, I can discuss what that what we're talking about. Oh yeah, the, the, the Falcons. <laughs> we'll get to Dan Quinn and the Falcons in just a second. Let's take a commercial break. Give everybody a rest for a minute. We'll be right back. I'm gonna fall asleep. All right. <laughs> As we move to round three, want to remind everyone traveling to the Alamo City during the beautiful fall and winter seasons, keep SATX rated handy for the latest information on new events, restaurants, and giveaways so that you and your family or loved ones can enjoy the city with the hottest scenes. You can follow at SATX rated on any social platform where they constantly do giveaways like Bean front row or sitting behind home plate at the San Antonio Missions game or courtside seats at the San Antonio Spurs game. Follow SATX Rated today. So our round three is the fire round. Six. And we'll off with the Atlanta game right where we left off. Atlanta visiting New Orleans. New Orleans is a 13-point favorite. Don't see why they wouldn't be. 
Um, but voters say otherwise and better say otherwise when it comes to this game. So we'll go ahead and I will start this one off. I have the Saints winning this game um, at, handedly. I think the Saints will uh, keep it pretty close throughout the game and then pull away with that run game. Drew Brees will probably solidify it with the ice break. Um, towards the end, um, killer, killer cold right there. And Saints win by a lot. I have the Saints covering. Let me go over to Miles. How do you feel about your Falcons? Yeah, uh, just to touch upon what we were discussing at the end of the primetime picks there. Uh, unfortunately, Dan Quinn is still the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, that's not going to go on much longer. Uh, but the thing is, is that Dan Quinn's been bought a lot of time because A, Arthur Blank has a lot of trust in him still. Um, even though he has, he felt very disappointed, especially after that Seahawks game, and he evaluated their jobs over the bye week, and not that he was going to get fired, but they're giving him what seems one more chance. They moved Raheem Morris, who was their wide receiver coach, to their secondary coach. Uh, so hopefully those DBs are, are going to get a little more communication now. Uh, that's what their like main problem they're trying to fix is. Uh, unfortunately for Dan Quinn, I believe that's the last straw for him. That's sort of the last defense he can put up uh, before his job is next. Uh, also, the players have taken a lot of flack for him and saying it's on them and not the coach. And Arthur Blank will probably look at it that way. Uh, in terms of the Saints game, not much to say. The Saints at home probably will thrash Atlanta. Uh, I couldn't, honestly, at this point, I couldn't care if Atlanta lost every game except the Thanksgiving game in Atlanta. That's the only game I want Atlanta to win, truly, because I fucking hate the Saints <laughs> and I fucking love Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh. So, who do you have in this game? You have New Orleans winning by a lot? Saints cover, okay. yeah. Actually, nah, Saints don't cover. 13 points, I think, is too much, and Atlanta always comes back at the end. So uh, I think they will keep it within 13. So I'll say it's New Orleans not to cover. All right, Paul, I'm going to go to you next. How do you feel about this game? Uh, I feel the same way as Miles does. Like, Matt Ryan is the king of garbage time and fantasy and backdoor covers. So he's like the patron saint of backdoor covers. So take uh, <laughs> New Orleans to win and Atlanta to back to all right, now I'm going to go over to Paul. Paul, how are you feeling on this game? You just said Paul, didn't you? Oh, was that Paul? Oh, my bad. Sorry, John. I'm that, go to John. that was Paul. Yeah, I got I got the same thing. I have uh, I have New Orleans winning and Atlanta covering. I just think I just think Matt Ryan and Julio always find a way to have like 45 points, but the teams they play always have like 50. So, if you're really going to bet on this game, bet the over. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I completely agree I don't with care. That. I, I really couldn't care if it's set at, like, 75. I'm probably still going to bet the over. Steve, what about you? Are you feeling the same way about the Saints? Yeah, I'm, I'm riding that same way. Uh, Matt, like Paul said exactly, Matt, Matt Ryan, the patron saint of God, said. But that's, I, I, think, I think the Saints will have the lead. I think the Saints will have control of the game throughout the game and I think just in trash time you know Matt, Matt Ryan will put up a couple of late touchdowns with Julio because you can't really keep that guy quiet so I'm, I'm going to take the Saints to win but not to come by the way the <laughs> over under is 51 and a half right now oh, yeah, yeah take, take that take the over all day um, take that yeah in a hot Dre, Dre finish this off is this a New Orleans sweep or are you going with the Falcons <laughs> Hell no. Yeah, <laughs> <the Falcons. laughs> 
Nah, Jared Cook's back. Trequan Smith's back. Kamara will be back. Saints win all day. And uh, I'm not going to leave you by yourself, Ernest. Uh, I'm going to take the Saints to cover. So there you go. Well, that, that's mighty nice of you. That's mighty nice of you. It's the right pick. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. So we're going to zoom through these. Cleveland and Buffalo, a game that nobody's going to watch, but everybody will sleep through. I think this is the what, Drake? Snoozer of the week. Is this snoozer of the week, people? Yes, it is. Cleveland, two and a half point favorites at home, playing against Buffalo. What? What? Repeat that. Repeat that right now. Cleveland is two and a half point favorites at home against what? Buffalo. No, what? They're, they're three. What? They're three now. Three point favorites at home now. Yep. It just keeps rising. Yeah, on ass. <laughs> So, because he's on the line right now, we're going to start with Miles. Miles, how are you feeling about Cleveland at home? Jesus Christ, if you're going to bet on a game, bet on the Bills right now. That's free money right there. Jesus Christ. Fuck Cleveland. Baker Mayfield is the worst quarterback ever. (laughs) Fuck, I fucking hate Baker. Jesus. After Flacco. No, I would take Flacco over Baker at this point. I'll take Flacco whatever fucking hip injury he has at his old age over fucking Baker Mayfield. Over Shaw's What about over Shaw? Oh, no, Shaw over every Shaw over every quarterback <laughs> in the league. Come on. Oh, wow. Wow. John, how are you feeling about Cleveland? You have the same sentiment? Um, one sec. I got to check the what, – how is the uh, Buffalo's pass rush? Yeah, it's decent. Yeah, then Cleveland's gonna get fucked. <laughs> yeah, they're they're I don't, good. I don't know how Buffalo is it the favorite to begin with. I don't know if it's because they're in Cleveland or for some reason they think that Odell is gonna wear the right cleats and he's gonna have a good game. It, it, it makes no sense. Uh, it I, makes no fucking sense why they why Cleveland's a favorite. Buff, Buffalo's uh, Buffalo's gonna win outright and cover, but yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Seventy four percent of people strange, are betting on the Bills too. Yeah, it's a strange line. It must be because Cleveland's desperate at home, their last chance even to the season. So fuck is Cleveland a fucking favorite? <laughs> Dre, are you feeling the same on this game? Uh, you know what? This this has the highest uh, percentage of betters on this game. No, it doesn't. Giants that, do. Uh, Actually, no. Uh, Kansas City has eighty four. Yeah, this one has eighty four too. Uh, no, this one has eighty seven on the money line. Oh, money line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking spread. Yes, they got. Yeah, they got seventy four, and, and cheeks have eighty four. Yeah, you're. Right. Yes. Yeah. Still is pretty high. And I don't know. When Vegas does this, they usually, you know, they do it for a reason. So I say this is the game they screw everybody up. And, you know, you're, you're going to have uh, some referee none calls and stuff like that. So I'm just, I'm just going to take the Browns to win. <laughs> Are they going to cover? The Browns to win? The yeah, they're going to. The Vegas is going to screw people up, so Browns will win, and they're going to cover. It's going to. They're going to make their money on this game. You'll see. Refgate. Have you been drinking? Refgate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Paul, what about you? How are you feeling on this game? Oh, I feel, you know how I feel about the Bills. Um, but if if the Bills played <laughs> the Pats, the Seahawks, the 49ers, the Baltimore, and the Rams, what do you think their record would be? They would be the Cleveland Browns right now. They would be two and six. I'm going to take Cleveland to win straight up in it house. Oh! Wow. Hello, John. Hello, Paul. And Steve, I'm going to bring you in. And I am going to go with Cleveland. Whoa, man. Talk about a turn. Hi. You are all fucking stupid. Yes, I am very high and very tired. <laughs> and I and I plan and I partially just based my pick off of what Trey said. It's the fucking it's the trap bet of the fucking week. That Don't is the base Eddie. That is a that is such a that no, he's got he's got a good point. That's a trap bet. It all it was, sounds right, but that's a trap bet. It was the same thing that's, as the forty niners game. That's that's a trap. Everyone is gonna go. Everyone's gonna go take the Bills. Vegas always knows something we don't. That's why they make the numbers. Everybody bet on I'm, the I'm, Niners I'm, last I'm, week, and everybody lost. It's the same thing. I'm just yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just I'm 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 just. Yeah, but it's, Arizona it feels like it, has it's, a good offense. Yeah, just despite what you guys are saying, I think Singletary lights up. Yeah, I agree. The Browns. I I, I think I think I think Buffalo is is. Buffalo's defense is solid. It's a top ten defense. I, I don't I don't see Cleveland winning this game. So I'm I am taking Buffalo to, to pull the set and Vaughn has proxied his picks in. So I recap the pick. He has also picked the, the the Bills to upset the Browns on the road. So we'll see. Is is the is the uh the trap the trap game a real thing? We'll check in back in next week and we'll see if, if that's true. But we're going to move to Tampa Bay and talk about Tampa Bay being four-point favorites against Arizona. And uh, we'll start off with Miles in this game again. Miles, how do you feel about Tampa Bay uh, playing host to the Cards? Now, I kind of um, slept through that Seattle game, and I was I was really watching it. And I kind of got to the end, and I just sort of, like, turned it off. I was like, ah, you know, it's, I, don't, I don't really care about Tampa Bay that much. But it was actually – pretty exciting game or a pretty exciting finish. Uh, Tampa almost pulled out of Seattle with a win there. Um, Cardinals are coming off an insanely close game against the <laughs> best team in the NFL. Uh, but it's also a divisional match and often with divisional matches you'll see it's going to be close. Tampa being a four and a half point favorite is pretty accurate. Uh, if if like I would say that there's a game that's almost exactly going to be what the spread is, it'd probably be this game. I could see Tampa winning by literally like 28, 24. Um, I just don't trust that Cardinals defense to hold down the Tampa offense. Uh, even though Tampa is a shitty team overall, they can put up points and they will put up points. Uh, so I'll take Tampa in this game uh, to cover. All right, perfect. Uh, Vaughn has proxied his pick, and he picks the Cardinals to win straight up. So we're split on the panel so far. Paul, how are you feeling on this game? This is my upset of the week. I like I like the Cardinals here. Um, Tampa Bay going back home, kind of deflated after that loss. And I feel like Arizona had a little bit extra time 
tear off of that Thursday night. And I, I think that Kyler Murray can shred that secondary. And I'm going with Arizona straight up and, and you know, for the upset. All right. Steve, are you feeling the same way? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to ride with Paul on that. <laughs> you don't think much for yourself, do you? No, I'm just really, really fucking tired. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I can tell. We're, we're going to zoom through these, Steve, just for you. Dre, how about you on this game? All right, tap on my disorder. There you go, Steve. Okay, with the spread. John, how are you feeling? Tampa Bay lights it up. What's that? Tampa Bay lights it up. Okay, you got it. You guys are uh, uh, missing one point in all this is that it's a revenge game for the head coach, and and he will he will get his revenge. Tampa Bay will win big, and you know what type of game this is going to be, and Andre's going to love this. You know what type of game this is? This no, is this is this this is an OJ Howard game, guys. OJ oh my God! OJ Howard! Uh oh! <laughs> you Uh-oh. say this all, all the time. Good. I said it once. Thank you. And in that game, he Curtis almost went off. Nothing about he almost went off. How do you almost go off? He dropped two touchdown passes. Yeah, how do you, how do you, so he, he dropped sucked. two touchdown passes. It was big. Yeah, so he had more catches. I don't. I don't. He I had don't, more catches in London. I don't call that season. almost go off. He had more catches in London, like I said he would, than the entire season. Let's so did he like go that. off or did he not? He, he went not. off in my book. Yeah, I have low standards. All right, so Tennessee. Anyways, play OJ Howard. Play OJ Howard. All right, so Tennessee plays host to Kansas City. Kansas City is a five and a half point favorite. Might be six by now, and they are on the road. I'm taking the Chiefs with the points. Although Tennessee hasn't playing good football, I don't trust Ryan Tannehill um, against Patrick Mahomes. As Patrick Mahomes will probably be making his comeback this week. Uh, Let's go over to Steve. How do you feel on this game? Uh, I'm gonna take Kansas City. Just uh, I, the Titans on uh, anything, and Patrick Mahomes coming back. I think he'll be fine. And I, we saw Matt Moore can do with that offense. Obviously, obviously Patrick Moore. We know Patrick Mahomes can do. I think he's gonna light up the Titans. Perfect. And uh, Vaughn has proxied his pick in. He has picked the Chiefs to cover as well. So that's three in a row. Let's make it four. Miles, are you with the Chiefs? Or are you going with the upset on the Titans? Uh, the Titans really fucked me over last week when I said that they would crush Carolina. So uh, I'm definitely not going to take them here. Uh, whether Matt Moore or Mahomes plays doesn't matter. Carolina wins. Uh, they come yeah. as well. Just to keep peace of mind, Mahomes had a full practice today. He said he's starting. Paul, what are you feeling on this game? Uh, I feel the same as you guys. Uh, but ever since Chris Jones came back to that Kansas City defense, it's gotten a lot better. So um, I think Patrick Mahomes just has a monster, and they they handle the Titans. John, what about you? Patrick Mahomes is back. Chris Jones went off last week, and he looks fucking pretty good. Uh, are they starting Mar- Mariota? No, it's Tannehill again. Oh, I guess either way, they're fucked. <laughs> and so. <laughs> The only gripe I have with Kansas City is their run defense is really bad. But that was without Chris Jones. That I'm going off that stat. So if Chris Jones right. can keep Derrick Henry 
on the ground, like within fucking five yards, I think they'll they'll be fine. Kansas City will take it big. Perfect. And last but not least, Dre, bring us around. This is our first sweet pick. Is this a Derrick Henry game? <laughs> no, no, not a Derrick Henry game. Not this, this is week. a this is a Travis Kelsey game. Tied Tyree Kill it would be nice for my fantasy team. And Derrick Henry too, actually. Yeah, huh. so it's a Tyree Kill and Derrick Henry game. <laughs> yeah, dude, let's do the sweep. Chiefs. Cover. All right, sweep Kansas City across the board. If you're gonna make a pick, it's Kansas City on on the road and and the favorite for that game. We're going to go over to Cincinnati where the race for DSC States where Cincinnati continues and Baltimore coming off a big win against New England like we covered earlier. 10-point favorites on the road. I am personally taking Baltimore with the spread. If Lamar Jackson can win by more than 10 against New England, they by far are going to win by more than 10 against Cincinnati, even if it is in division. So I'm taking Baltimore with the spread. Let's go to Miles next. How do you feel on this game? Cincinnati. Whoa! Wow. Uh, and they win. How do you wind up beating the Patriots? You don't. You lose to the Bengals the week after. And my main main reasoning for this, that is not actually that uh, when the Ravens and Bengals did play in Baltimore, it was 24 to 17. Uh, and Ryan Finley's going out for this week, so I'm going to take a gamble on him. And AJ Green's back. Tyler Boyd has been, has been having an awesome year. Auden Tate showing he's a reliable weapon. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't fucking trust Baltimore. I, I really Joe Mixon, don't. They, Joe they, Mixon's they, big game. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I could see Joe Mixon having a huge game this week. Um, it, it really is just Baltimore is the type of team to beat the Patriots and then lose to the winless Bengals. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati in this game. Uh, first upset pick, John, uh, are you feeling that same way? I want, I want to, but Bengals are averaging. Come to the dark. No, they're averaging. Come on. Ryan they're averaging. Ryan they're averaging Finley. Come on. 443 points allowed per game. <laughs> That's ridiculous. 177 yards per game rushing allowed. 265 passing allowed. You do not, you cannot say that Lamar Jackson is not going to take ridiculous strikes on that defense. Oh, I'm not doubting that. The average Bengals points per game is 15. Average points allowed is 26. Baltimore's average points per game is thirty-one points allowed, twenty-two. You taking them with the spread or without the spread? I'm taking Baltimore in every way possible. Attaboy. boy, that, that's a good pick right there, John. First one in a couple. All right, Steve, your turn. Uh I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. Oh my god. Oh my god. Because the Ravens yeah. just won this Super Bowl. What are they still tired, John? <laughs> John Harbaugh said, I want to beat the Steelers and the Patriots. All the Patriots goals to win the fucking Super Bowl. That's every every team, every year, when they play us, their goals to beat us. Our goals just win the Super Bowl. So that's why you all keep losing. What it's was there, you, was there still the, like was there a side note there that when John Harbaugh said that and said, 
we want to beat the Patriots and the Steelers, but lose to the fucking Bengals that are tanking. <laughs> no, no, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that they got themselves all hyped up for this one game, and now it's their letdown game. Yeah, but it, that's, it, that's, it's, it's, it's the letdown game. That's what I'm saying. Because they, they got themselves all hyped up is what they're focused on. I don't Ron know. Is I don't, his pick Baltimore to cover. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, John. Go ahead. I don't even know if the, the, it's not even possible. I, there's no, there's no way that ball, the Bengals can win. But dude, I, I think the Bengals suck too. I, the Bengals are just I, not awful. I'm going with. I, I'm it's, going. It's I'm more going than, with it's more three. than it's more than talent, Steve. They're not trying to win. I I'm, I'm, the, dude, I'm, I'm, the, I'm going with I'm going with years old superstition. That's the same thing. I'm going. I'm going. Miami. I'm going with superstition. Okay. I I, right. I understand. I understand where you're coming from, but it's John Harbaugh saying, "Okay, just, yeah, just, we okay. we beat the big teams. Whatever, we're gonna coast until we get to the to another big team or to the playoffs." But I'm not saying that's what he no, said. No, no, I know, I know. I but I the superstition-wise part of it, and I just think that when you're a year or not even a full year into your career as Lamar Jackson and you're putting up MVP numbers, you can't just stop putting up MVP numbers, especially against a defense like this. This is what would win him the MVP race. Yeah, that's true. But uh, let me let me check with Dre. Dre, who do you have for this game? You know, this is the second time we get those Patriots fans arguing, so we might be on to something. At least we're there could be a show. There could be a show there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. So anyway, uh, I think uh, Miles and Steve are half right. I think the Bengals are going to start this game hot. (laughs) And then Mike Brown is going to come down at halftime. He's going to say, all right, guys. The Dolphins just gave us the first overall pick. Do not screw this up. Time to lose. And then the Ravens are going to win. So why do, you, why do you think they benched Andy Dalton? They want the first round pick or the first overall pick. Oh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I know they're going to realize that Ryan Finn is actually not that terrible of a quarterback. And if you watch him in college, he is a really good pocket passer. Agreed. I don't know. I, so, I like Dalton. So, Dalton's a I fucking... Like Dalton. So, Paul, Paul, why don't you bring us home in this one? Yeah, well, you're a fucking <laughs> Patriots fan, so your fucking opinion is fucking... I, 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 I agree at this point. With, with Steven Miles a little bit on... They're coming off of that, that win, and then they have Houston next week. This is a terrible spot for Baltimore. They're going to win because they're just better than the Bengals, but they're not going to cover. Okay, perfect. So, so a good controversial topic: Baltimore, Cincinnati. Probably a game you want to stay away from if you're in the uh, jinxing realm of sports. But if you believe in the better team wins and tanking survives, then go Baltimore with your pick. And and for most of our group, we picked them with the spread. For some, we got the upset with one not picking the spread. So, we will go to uh, Indianapolis, where we see Jacoby Brissett is trending to not play this week. Um, still not practicing and not putting a ton of weight on that injury, but 10 and a half point favorites nonetheless with Brian Hoyer at the helm as the surging Miami Dolphins coming off of their first winning streak of the year is, uh, just kidding. They just won one game. They are, um, coming into town. Um, I'm going to start off with Steve on this one. Who do you have Miami or Indianapolis? 
Uh, I just gotta go. Obviously, Indianapolis. That's geez, my Miami's trying to lose. Percent, percent's playing. Um, and yeah, I just gotta take Indy. Indy with the Indy spread. Cover. Okay. Yeah, Indy with the spread. No it problem. Lo- it looks like uh, Vaughn has proxied his pick. He has picked Indianapolis to win, but not cover. Uh, John, I'm gonna go to you next. I'm gonna take. Uh... Fuck. I'm not taking the Dolphins straight up. That's for sure. I'm definitely with, even if Brian Hoyer was starting. Brian Hoyer looked pretty good in that offense, but I don't like ten and a half. Yeah. Especially like, I know Miami's tanking, but over the last five games they've continuously heated up and gotten closer and closer and closer to beating teams. Like they were, only, they were ten points off Buffalo. That's a divisional game. Um, they kind of got smoked by Pittsburgh, but I don't know. They they've looked better watching than the stats say. And the Colts with Ty, their T.Y. Hilton out, Brissett is gonna have whether he plays or not. He's gonna have a sore knee. And uh, Max been MIA. Fuck. Yeah, fuck it. They cover this press. <laughs> okay. Indianapolis covers. Uh, Paul, how are you feeling on this game? I feel like, I mean, if you guys have ever been to Miami, I'm sure these dudes were partying all week. And now they got to go <laughs> cold-ass Indianapolis. And they already got their win. The Colts smack them at home. They, I think I think the Colts, even at Hoyer, Brissette, it don't matter. I think, I think the Colts win by 14. All right, Miles, how are you feeling about them Colts? You got the you got Cincy winning, so I'm guessing Miami's winning this game. <laughs> uh, what did I tell you guys last week and just every week before? That Preston Williams kid was something fucking special, and he had finally had his breakout out for the year. And now his season is <laughs> over. And now his season is over. And that's heartbreaking because I was actually I've been watching him all year. I I really love him so far. I he's becoming one of my favorite young guys. Um, especially going to go into next year. I'm going to watch him all the time. Um, it actually, it really does suck. Um, I, I feel, feel really bad for him just because he was having such a good year. Uh, and had he still been around, I would honestly be seriously considering taking Miami here just because Jacoby Brissett, if he doesn't play, it's going to be hard for me. You're going gonna, gonna to need to give me a real good, like, convincing that Brian Hoyer can win a football game. Uh, but since... Uh, that is not the case. Preston Williams is out. I don't see really any other reason that that, pay, that, that Dolphins offense could put up points. Uh, Devontae Parker's okay, but not good enough. Uh, so even with Brian Hoyer, I'll take the Colts, but not the cover. Perfect. Dre, you're up next. How do you feel about this game? Don't forget that the Dolphins uh, starting running back got suspended, so he's out. Yeah, Mark Walton. So they lost Walton, they lost Preston <laughs> Williams, and the Colts are getting back Malik Hooker. They got Clayton Gathers back. They got Darius Leonard. He, he played pretty good last week. And uh, Campbell's back this week. So Paris Colts, Campbell? Yeah. No, he's out. Be back this week. Really? Did, it, did they already say he's out? Yeah. And is T.Y. out as well? T.Y.'s doubtful. Only... Yeah. Ah. So that means out. 
All right, so yeah, Colts Colts win, but they won't cover it. With with that new info. <laughs> gotcha. All right, perfect. So our final. Oh well, my pick is Indianapolis wins, but does not cover as well. Uh, I think Fitzmagic will have his tip on the game. Either have an early lead or or have some garbage time points. I don't think Indy scores that many points. So uh, I, I have Indy winning, but not but not uh, covering the spread. Uh, Pittsburgh will be the final game that we talk about. Pittsburgh playing host to the, the Rams. Oh, we still have the Battle of New York. You're absolutely right. So we'll finish no, off not. with Battle NY. But Pittsburgh plays host with the Rams. Three and a half point favorites are the Rams on the road. Um, I'll start with the resident uh, Pittsburgh fan, Paul. Give us the uh, analysis on this game. <laughs> um, uh, it's like one of those angles I like to bet at a conference. Out of division, home dogs. I'll take the Steelers plus three and a half. But there's a couple things I don't like. Is Cooper Cup's going to be a problem? The Steelers can't cover the slot, and the Rams are coming out of their bye, so McVay's had time to work on stuff. But I think they can hold Gurley in check, and Jared Goff can be. He he can make mistakes. He can turn it over, and the defense has been playing real well. So I'm going to take Steelers to win straight up and with three okay perfect uh vaughn has proxied his pick as one is picking pittsburgh to win this game let me go ahead and go over to dre how are you feeling about pittsburgh at home no i'm taking i'm taking the rams to win but uh i feel it's gonna be pretty close and 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 with uh golf uh missing all of his uh or, or most of his weapons on offense or, or at least just white outs uh, I think it's going to be like a three-point game, so uh, I'll take the plus two point three point five. All right, perfect. And so you have the Rams winning but not covering. Miles, how are you feeling? And Miles is been kicked apparently, so we will go back over to Steve. Steve, how are you feeling on this game? Uh, I'm going to take the Rams, but not to cover. I just, I just, I see it being a little, a little too close. So I'm, I'm not going to take that three and a half point spread, but I'm going to take the Rams to win that game. All right, perfect. And uh, let's go over to John. John, how are you feeling on this game? I'm going to take the uh, take the Rams and to cover. Mason Rudolph is the second worst quarterback in the league. Yeah. He, he just looks, I don't know, he's nervous in the pocket. He doesn't move when the pocket moves. He's just too young, and I really think they have the better quarterback sitting on the bench, and it's not Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is the Whoa. best. Ben Roethlisberger is the best option, but the best backup is sitting on the bench. The third string is better than Whoa. Mason Rudolph. Whoa! What does Paul think? <laughs> I like oh. Hodges. I, I think Hodges gives you less of the mistakes. I just think Mason doesn't know what he's doing with the ball. Well, he just—I I don't know if it, I don't know if it was a concussion or what, but he—he—he's too jittery in there right now, and well, he's probably terrified he smoked again. You know, I mean, it's I, like Sydney. It's like going over to hockey. This a weird trend. Due to technical difficulties, the Into the Lab podcast episode will be finished off by moi, by myself, as the group was hitting that two-hour mark of 
cold takes. But let me recap the final two picks. If you are listening to the round three fire round, the Los Angeles Rams, three and a half point favorites on the road, taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Los Angeles Rams are three and a half point favorites going across the board. Miles Bloomquist picks Pittsburgh with the upset, as well as Paul and Von Dalezell. When it comes to Los Angeles Rams covering the spread, myself, Ernest Silva, as well as John Matthews picked the Rams to cover the spread, while Steve Reisner and Dre Rogers picked the Rams to win, but not cover the spread. The last and final game of our round three primetime and overall fire round pick would be the Battle of New York, where the New York football Giants take on the New York football Giants. The Giants' two-and-a-half-point favorites at their own stadium, but considered to be on the road. And for this pick, it was almost a sweep as everybody picked the Giants to cover the spread, except for Dre Rogers. So if you're following the Dre Upset Week special, Dre is picking the Jets to win against the Giants. Pull this upset off and continue to make a comeback for Sam Darnold. You can follow us all on our own individual Twitter lines. And I'd like to say a special thank you to Miles Bloomquist, John Matthews, Dre Rogers, Paul, Steve Reisner, as well as Von Dalezell. A special thank you to all of you for joining the panel today. We hope to have Sarah back next week so we can introduce you to Sarah and her picks on football for next week. Um, When it comes to the bye week, we are finished with today's episode. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode. Our panel almost at full strength. We appreciate everybody listening, and we hope you guys have a great weekend, and good luck betting, everybody. Bye-bye. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app and follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.